Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Of all the things I see tripping writers up, point of view is the most common and persistent. It's one of the most misunderstood elements of writing, and it's often poorly taught. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, and on today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we'll explore three common missteps writers make about point of view, what point of view is and what it isn't, and some simple techniques to craft your story's most riveting and compelling point of view. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Point of view is one of the most complex and flummoxing aspects of story writing. It's also one of the most essential choices you make. When you get the point of view wrong, it can derail your entire story. And point of view can mark the difference between an amateur and a pro. So here are three ways, the most common ways that I see writers getting tripped up. Number one, they present a surface report of events without ever going deep into the character's emotional and moral structure. Number two, they drift indiscriminately into the minds of more than one character and sometimes even the most minor. Number three, they believe they need several characters' points of view to adequately tell the story. And this is by far the most common mistake I see my clients make when writing their novels. But invariably, the story lacks any point of view at all. And that's because point of view is often taught with this misguided focus on first, second, or third person without any attention to the narrative techniques that actually create character voice and perspective. And those narrative techniques are far more important than which person you write in. And here's the thing, point of view has virtually nothing to do with which person you write in. Consider these sentences. I love to dance with my husband. She loves to dance with her husband. You love to dance with your husband. Now, Not one of these has any point of view. True, each person proclaims their 
love of dancing with their husband, but we don't experience the heat and desire along with them. We're merely told about their love for dance. So the question is not whether to write in first, second, or third person. The question, the main question you you have to get clear on is this, whose story is it? So let's talk about multiple points of view because so many writers make this mistake. Many writers think that the only way to capture the nuance and the complexity and scope of their story is to tell it from multiple points of view. Now, multiple points of view is the right choice for some stories, but not most. And it needs to be done intentionally. For example, the novel The Sweet Hereafter by Russell Banks is told from the perspective of four different narrators with completely different voices. So why this choice? The novel follows a school bus accident. It's a major tragedy in this town in which all but one of the children dies and the one surviving child is now a paraplegic. So it's told from the perspective of the bus driver who was driving at the time of the accident. It's told from the perspective of one of the parents. It's told from the perspective of the surviving child who is now a disabled for life. And it's told from the perspective of the lawyer who is handling the case. So multiple points of view should tell us something different about what happened. It needs to give us a different angle. And often when new writers use multiple points of view, they're only rehashing the same story. They're not adding any new levels. So the points of view are repetitive. And the result is the opposite of what the writer intended. It dilutes the whole story. Now, point of view is complex. It's not just about first, second, or third person. Um, That is an aspect of it, but it's about psychological distance to the events being told. It's about how much knowledge a character has about the events being told, and it's about emotional distance as well. So before you tackle multiple points of view, practice staying anchored in one character's consciousness. So how do you choose your main point of view? Well, few questions to ask here. Who's watching, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching the world you're creating? Who's reminiscing? Who's projecting into the future? Who's thinking about the events as they unfold? From whose perspective are all the stories, um, action and complexities, flashbacks, nuances, and so forth being filtered? Who's experiencing the action? Who has the most at stake? And the most important question you need to ask here, who is going to be changed the most by the events at the story's end. So who will be transformed the most at the end? So once you've decided on your story's point of view character, here are some techniques that have nothing to do with which person you write in. Number one, character focal point. Point of view determines what and how your character views the world of your story. Everything observed is anchored in that character's consciousness, whether 
it's a bedroom or a sunset or a another person or a glass of water, your character is choosing what deserves his attention moment by moment. It's what your character notices. It's what your character refuses to notice. We are what we see. Or in the words of Amanda Palmer, you don't see things as they are. You see things as you are. So think about this. In any given moment, what do you notice? What commands your focus? What objects have emotional charge? Whether we're conscious of it or not, we select what's important to focus on moment by moment, and that focal point is always shifting. Now, if we didn't have the ability to focus on what's important at any given moment, we'd go mad. We'd have sensory overload. We wouldn't survive. So this same shifting perspective applies to your character. Technique number two, modulate emotion. What and how we perceive the world around us is constantly modulating according to our emotional temperature in any given moment. Think about how you perceive your surroundings when you're feeling ecstatic versus when you're sad. How do you perceive your surroundings when you're fearful? So everything your character notices is slanted in relation to his state of mind in any given scene or moment. What your character pays attention to and how those things are filtered through emotion is what point of view is all about. So point of view is about detail selection and then slanting those details to get at the emotion. So rather than tell us how your character feels, the world observed by your character can reveal more about them than an explicit explanation of their mood or personality can. Which brings me to the single most important thing to keep in mind about point of view. Technique number three. Don't write about a character, become that character. See through your character's eyes, touch the world with her fingers, connect to her desires, feel her memories, smell what she smells. What would this character think, remember, ponder, fear, or anticipate? What would she feel or do in this particular scene, in this particular moment? So let's go back to our wife who loves dancing with her husband. And I took a little crack at um, rewriting this to get more inside of her. Tonight, my husband is a Spanish matador brandishing my body across the stage. When the saxophone wails, we separate and I run, a wash in a spool of red light. I stop stage left, my dress swirling around my feet like a storm, beads colliding, clinking like champagne glasses. With the mounting drumbeat of the final crescendo, I rush headlong back into my husband's arms. He sweeps me up into the lights where I lie across his shoulder like a cross, my legs agape in a spray of fringe. The house goes wild. Piercing whistles and claps fly out of the dark like sparks. My husband picks up speed, spinning tight on his feet, faster, faster, until I vanish into a whizzing tempest of red chiffon. The more velocity he gains, the louder the audience cheers, and I picture my husband beneath me grinning, teeth flashing, holding me up like a prize to the thumping applause. 
Okay, so now we're inside her body, but we're also inside her mind um, throughout this moment. She's thinking and feeling her way through this moment. Now, by now you might be thinking, well, of course, Nancy, but that's first person. How can you become your character? How can you get inside your character when you're writing in the more objective third person? But even a third person narrator can get inside a character's body, mind, and soul. In fact, if I switch out first person for third or even second person, we're still experiencing her thoughts and her sensation. So finally, here's technique number four, modulate distance. Point of view, among other things, is about modulating distance between the character and the reader. So if you think of point of view like a movie camera, sometimes you're shooting in long shots, sometimes you're shooting in medium shots, and sometimes in close-ups. And the magic of the written page is that you can go to the place where no camera can, which is the mind and soul of your character. So point of view comes from inhabiting your character moment by moment. It's about modulating physical and emotional distance to the events being told as they unfold. It's immediate, it's precise, and it's significant, and it drops us directly into your narrative universe. So point of view has virtually nothing to do with person. It's all about character. So over to you. Describe a bedroom from the perspective of a father whose young daughter recently died by drowning. Describe the same bedroom from the perspective of a woman who's just fallen in love. So remember these four techniques. Number one, character focal point. Number two, modulate emotion Number three, don't write about a character, become that character. And number four, modulate distance. Think of a movie camera. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Writer Unleashed. For more writing resources, visit me on nancypannuccio.com slash free resources. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.